The Productive Woman, Episode 414. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about stress and some ways to minimize its effects on our life, our health, and our productivity. You'll find links to resources that I mention in the show and additional information in the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 414. This episode is brought to you by Calm. And I wonder, was being more mindful and perhaps meditating more regularly one of your intentions for this year? I wonder how it's going for you. Whether you're crushing that goal or need a little boost, Calm can help. With Calm, you can jumpstart or continue your meditation practice and find peace of mind today. That's why I'm so glad to be partnering this year with Calm, the number one mental wellness app to give you the tools that help improve the way you feel. With Calm, you can reduce stress and anxiety through guided meditations, improve focus with curated music tracks, and rest and recharge with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And they have those for children and for adults. And they offer their new daily movement sessions, which are specifically designed to help relax your body and uplift your mind. And if you go to calm.com slash TPW, you can take advantage of a special offer of 40% off the Calm premium subscription. That's the one that I get. I pay for it. They don't give that to me for free. And it's worth every penny. They add new content every week, so you never get bored with the resources available to you through the Calm app on your smartphone or other devices. Over 100 million people around the world, including me, use Calm to take care of their minds. And Calm is ready to help you stress less, sleep more, and live a happier, healthier life. You know, on those particularly busy and stressful days, I'm grateful for how Calm can help me take just a few minutes to slow down, breathe, release that stress and tension, and reconnect with the moment. That is a struggle for me, and Calm really does help. I especially appreciate the wide variety of guided meditations and breathing exercises available in the Calm app. They run across the spectrum. So whether I have 30 minutes to take care of my mind or only 60 seconds, there are options for me. I can quickly search what I need from the various categories like stress, our topic today, or self-care or focus or inner peace or work, to name a few. Using the Calm app can provide a little pause for some self-care that can make a real difference during the rest of the day. And as I said, for listeners of The Productive Woman, Calm offers that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Once again, calm.com 
com slash TPW. Do check it out and let me know what you think. So on the topic of stress, um, I will confess that lately I have been feeling the effects of stress brought on by various personal and work situations. And I've been hearing from other women who've mentioned the same, especially as here in the United States, the new school year has begun and schedules have gotten more hectic with various fall activities commencing. I think of my daughter, my oldest daughter, who I've talked about before, Rachel is a has started a new career as a teacher in the public school system in their town. And her four girls have started a new school year with activities from cheerleading to marching band to, you know, just just school stuff. And there's a lot going on. And I know you probably are experiencing much the same. Well, according to an article that I found that was just published a few days ago in USA Today, a recent study that involved over 66,000 women in 122 countries found that, I'm quoting here from the article and from the study, levels of stress, anxiety, worry, sadness, and anger among women worldwide are at a 10-year high. So this study involved the Gallup organization, and since they started tracking stress levels and some of these sorts of things um, 10 years ago, um, the, the numbers have never been so high as they are right now among women. And reading that article and just thinking about my own experience and other things that I've heard in the last few weeks, it just got me thinking again about stress and its effects on our body, mind, emotions, and relationships. And looking back through the Productive Woman archives, I saw that we we really haven't addressed it specifically for several years. In fact, clear back in 2016 was the last time I think we did an episode that really focused on stress. So I thought it was time to revisit it and uh, look at some steps again that we can take to cope with and even minimize the effects of stress in our life. So as always, I start by thinking about what stress is and what it does to us. Because like everybody else, I experience stress on a pretty regular basis. We talked about it, as I said, back in early 2016. I think it was February. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. The world was a very different place back then, wasn't it? So I definitely thought it was worth a refresher on the causes and the effects of stress, as well as some techniques for minimizing its negative impacts on our lives. So starting with what is stress? I mean, we all know it when we feel it, right? But basically what stress is, is a reaction to a situation that disrupts our lives. And it can be a good thing or a bad thing, but it's something that disrupts the normal routine and the normal experience of our life. And our subconscious survival instincts perceive stress, that situation that disrupts our lives, as a threat, as a danger. And so hormones like adrenaline and cortisol are released throughout our body, triggering our body's natural fight or flight response, that instinctive reaction that floods our body with energy in preparation for either fighting off the threat or running away from it. And this USA Today article I mentioned earlier quoted Dr. Sophia Nori, who is 
the co-founder of the Women's Mental Health Conference and a clinical instructor at Yale University's Department of Psychiatry. And Dr. Nouri has explained, if you're constantly exposed to stressful situations, your nervous system doesn't have a chance to rev down, so you're constantly in a state of fight or flight. So our body is constantly being flooded with these hormones preparing us to run or to fight. And the stress is exacerbated when that energy flooding our body has nowhere to go. Because most of the time, we're not racing through the jungle fleeing a predator. We're not fighting off an attack, a physical attack. Most of the time when we are feeling this this stress, this reaction to this disruptive situation, we're just sitting in our chair trying to get our work done. And so that energy that has been flooded into our body to prepare to fight or flee has nowhere to go. And that's what results in this stress. As just a reminder from when we talked about it a long time ago, if you've heard that episode, um, there are a couple of different kinds of stress. And I, you know, in the research that I did, it talked about acute stress and chronic stress, which is sometimes also referred to as toxic stress. Acute stress is the most common. It is that occasional, temporary, short-term stress that's typically related to some recent, current, or anticipated demands and pressures. So you've got a deadline coming up on the job or an interview that you're going to do or, you know, you've got a doctor's appointment or whatever that you're a little worried about. For more information about the different kinds of stress, by the way, you can visit the American Psychological Association Help Center page, and I will link to that in the show notes. But acute stress, this short-term, occasional, temporary kind, is the most common kind of stress that we all experience. And it can be, you know, you're running late for a meeting or any little thing like that. Chronic stress, on the other hand, is the more dangerous type. This is that long-term, continuous unrelenting stress that results from demands and pressures that leave a person feeling like there's no way out of the situation. And as I said, I've recently seen that type of stress, chronic stress, also referred to as toxic stress because of the really negative effects it has on us. Chronic stress is that stress that just grinds us down as time goes on and it can destroy bodies, minds, and lives. Some articles I read relate it to highly emotional or dangerous ongoing circumstances, things like dysfunctional families, poverty, or living in parts of the world with ongoing turmoil. And as I read that, uh, again, in in looking back at what we talked about before, I, I thought, you know, since that day in February of 2016, when we talked about this before, the world has changed so dramatically and it feels like since at least early 2020, the whole world is in ongoing turmoil in the years of pandemic, of economic instability, political events and uprisings, and so much more. And so chronic stress is is more prevalent, I think, which would explain the higher levels of stress that women are feeling these days. I encourage you, if you are in a situation of that's resulting in chronic stress, a dysfunctional family, extreme poverty, um, things like that, 
seek support in getting out of those situations or at least in coping with them if possible. And you can visit the American Psychological Association's Psychologist Locator website to find resources in your area. And I will have a link to that in the show notes as well. So what causes stress? We talked about it a minute ago, and it comes from our body's instinct for self-preservation. We don't even always consciously recognize the threat, but stress comes from that self-preservation instinct and is a response to a threat, whatever that might be, triggering that fight or flight response. Change, even good change, can cause feelings of stress because the instinct-driven part of our brain perceives any change with suspicion as a possible source of danger. I sort of jokingly say that my life motto is, we fear change. And it's it's a joke, you know, it's meant to be funny, but it's, there's some truth in it. Our lizard brain, our amygdala, doesn't like change. It perceives it as a threat. It wants stability, consistency. And when things change, even if it's a good change, we're getting married, our child is graduating from high school and got into the college of their choice, um, we got a new job, any of those things, our amygdala can perceive that as a threat and trigger this self-preservation fight-or-flight response. Um, an article on WebMD that I will also link to in the show notes for this episode categorizes various sources of stress. So it talks about work stress, which can come from being unhappy in your job, from a, a too heavy workload or too many responsibilities, or from facing harassment or discrimination. Uh, according to one article in the Harvard Business Review, and again, the, that will be linked in the show notes, um, that article said workers spend an average of 34 to 48 hours at work each week. And that's certainly in the United States, I think, is what they're talking about and may be true in other countries as well. And the article says many of us engage in work-related activities outside business hours. And says, uh, the article on WebMD says work environments that place importance on multitasking are quote, killing productivity, dampening creativity, and making us unhappy. So work stress is one source of stress. Another source, according to the article, is life stress. And we've all experienced this. It can come from any of those myriad changes and challenges we come across in life. Death, divorce, job loss, increased financial obligations, getting married, moving to a new home, chronic illness or an injury, or a traumatic event like theft, natural disaster, or violence against you or someone you love. Any of those things can cause stress in us. And then there are, according to the article, internally caused stress. Stress that comes from worrying, fear, or uncertainty. This kind of stress is born of our own attitudes and our own perceptions and can come from having unrealistic expectations or even just how we view a change we're facing in our life. So those are various types and sources of stress. They're almost inevitable when we're trying to do it all, be it all for everybody in our lives. We can be stressed because we're trying to do our job as well as be a good wife or good mother. And it's also easy to feel guilty for not being able to get everything we want to do done because of a lack of time or energy. And all of that adds to stress. 
So how does stress affect us? Uh, in a lot of ways, especially the chronic or toxic stress that I was talking about a minute ago. According to uh, an article on Yale Medicine website, and I'm quoting here, chronic stress slowly drains a person's psychological resources and damages their brains and bodies. It's pretty serious. And you may be experiencing some of the kinds of symptoms and effects that they talk about. A Yale Medicine fact sheet tells us that symptoms of chronic stress in particular can include aches and pains, insomnia or sleepiness, a change in social behavior, such as staying in often, low energy, unfocused or cloudy thinking, change in appetite, increased alcohol or drug use, change in emotional response to others, and emotional withdrawal. And the article points out that just, you know, any any of these things can happen to any of us at any time. And just because you have one or two of them doesn't necessarily mean that they, that you're experiencing chronic stress, but the article says, you know, if you're if you're experiencing three, four, or more of these symptoms, it might be worth being evaluated. Stress also can affect us physically, such as headaches, body pains, or an upset stomach. Mentally, such as anxiety, that inability to focus, or even depression, or behaviorally, like over or under eating, or drug or alcohol abuse. The long-term effects of stress are serious enough to merit our attention. Uh, We need to do something about it. And fortunately, we can. And I'll include a chart in the the show notes that kind of lists some of the other symptoms and, and effects of stress. So how can we minimize stress? How, what can we do to um, minimize these sorts of negative physical, emotional, and behavioral effects on us of the stress that's almost inevitable in life? I am, as I've said more than once, no expert on eliminating or even coping with stress. Uh, I experience it myself. It's a constant struggle in some areas for me because of just my temperament and my, you know, managing my own mind. But I I thought I would share some of the steps that I take when I'm feeling stressed and then we can look at some of the tips I got from researching what experts have to say about it. So first of all, what do I do when I'm experiencing stress? I start when I recognize <laughs> that it's I, I'm experiencing it. And sometimes you have to work at being conscious of this. You might just be feeling angry or frustrated or depressed or whatever it might be and not realize, wait a minute, this is coming from somewhere. I'm feeling stressed. My jaw is clenched. My shoulders are up around my ears. What's going on here? And so for me, I start by trying to determine what's causing it. Is it that I have too much to do? Am I not managing my time well? Am I trying to meet unrealistic expectations, either my own or somebody else's? Is it uh, being caused or maybe exacerbated by a disorganized workspace? Do I have just an overloaded schedule, too many things going on? If it's any of those things that's causing the stress in my life, then I go back to, you know, what I talk about on this podcast and in my own life as kind of the first principles of productivity. I start writing things down. Um, 
get it out of my head, whatever I'm worrying or stressing about, um, feels more overwhelming when it's just floating around in my head than it does when I get it down on paper. So I start writing things down. I start working on setting reasonable expectations and I make sure I'm taking steps toward what I want in life. You can look at episode 11, long time ago, in which I share nine steps to handle overwhelm. That's certainly something that I do when life is stressful or I'm having a stress response to what's going on in my life. Um, then I get things in order. So I clean up my desk. I straighten up my bedroom. I try to you know, create an oasis of calm there or in some other room of the home where I could sit and be quiet. And I encourage you to try that. Uh, reorganize your planner or schedule. Be as ruthless as you need to be when pruning things from your calendar. When you are feeling stressed, it's time to <laughs> roll back some of the things that are leading to this stress to the extent you can. Delegate things, defer things, put them off to another day, or simply delete them from your to-do list in your calendar. And give yourself some grace. Make some space to breathe. Uh, because most of us, when we are stressed out, we are breathing shallowly, our heart's pounding, all those things are going on. Our muscles are aching because we're just tense all the time. We've got to clear out some space to slow down, take a breath, and relax. And then take care of yourself to help minimize the effects of whatever those stressors are in your life. Um, maybe play some soothing music. I have in the past used Focus at Will to help me concentrate and relax. These days I tend to, when I I find myself feeling stressed while I'm working, uh, either on my legal work or around the house, I'll play a classical instrumental station on Amazon Music or Apple Music that will help me to kind of relax and breathe and, and I don't know, just feel like I'm getting things calmed down a little bit. So playing soothing music can help. Get some exercise. By channeling that excess energy that's generated by our fight or flight response, exercise will burn off some of that tension, which should also help make you more peaceful and help you sleep better. I remember uh, back when I was in law school, I actually had a stationary bike in the room where I studied. And when I'd be studying for exams, which was a very stressful time because in law school for most classes, your entire grade for the semester is determined by how you perform on one final exam at the end of the semester. So it's very stressful time when you're studying and, and taking exams. And I would periodically take a break while, while I was studying and jump on that stationary bike and just pedal as hard as I could for 15 or 20 minutes to burn off some of that tension and that stress. And I encourage you to do that. Go for a walk, get on the treadmill if the weather's bad, or just walk around, you know, a loop where your office is or your workspace, something to burn off some of that tension that comes from that fight or flight response. Maybe brew a cup of tea or coffee and sit somewhere quiet, either with a book or just staring off into space to give yourself time to gather your thoughts. Take some time to do nothing if you need a break to, again, give yourself some space to, uh, you know, release that tension, lower your shoulders and breathe deeply. 
try when you're in a stressful period of your life to get an adequate amount of sleep. And that can be hard. I know for me, when I've got a lot going on or things that are causing stress in my life, I have a hard time getting to sleep. And, you know, not to not just because they're a sponsor, but Calm really helps me there. I will turn on one of their sleep stories and it, I get to sleep within minutes. I, and my, my theory is that it uh, gives me something to listen to in my head that's not whatever it is I'm stressing about or worrying about. And it helps my body and my mind to relax so I can get to sleep. Certainly during stressful times, uh, to minimize the effects of that stress, make sure you're eating well, eating healthy things. Again, that can be difficult. If you're like me, I'm a stress eater. And uh, when I am stressed out about anything and, you know, agitated, worried, or even if it's a good thing, whatever is I'm feeling stress, my go-to reaction is to look for something junky to eat. And I, I have to really be intentional about not doing that because it doesn't help, right? It, it doesn't help your body. It doesn't help uh, release the stress. It doesn't do anything good for you. Uh, talk to a friend or a loved one who can help you process those thoughts you're thinking. Journal to help you work through whatever's stressing you. Whether it's paper or digital, either can help you process the thoughts and the feelings. I have in the past used the Day One app which is a journaling app available for the Mac and, and iOS devices. And don't be afraid to ask for help from a trained professional counselor. Sometimes we need that, don't we? Sometimes whatever we're stressing about is not something we can talk about with our spouse or our best friend. We need a, a trained professional who doesn't have any skin in the game and who, who can be a little more objective as they listen and help us process whatever is causing the stress. So those are some of the things that I think are valuable um, that I do when I am feeling stressed out. Uh, figure out what's causing it. Uh, go back to those first principles of productivity. Get things in order and take care of myself as, as much as I can. And then in addition to those sorts of things, uh, I found some suggestions from the pros, and I will have several articles linked in the show notes that uh, I think can be helpful. For instance, experts from the Yale Stress Clinic recommend managing stress through a variety of lifestyle changes. So they talk about exercising, some of the things we've already talked about, but exercising, eating healthy foods, learning time management techniques, setting realistic goals, getting more sleep making time for leisure activities, building those stress reduction skills, and learning and practicing mindfulness, learning to control our attention, to bring it away from whatever is, uh, from ruminating on whatever's causing the stress to something that we can actually do something about. Another WebMD article about stress management suggests journaling, meditating, exercising, talking to others, or engaging in a hobby that I think the value there is you are doing something you enjoy and it's engaging your mind and perhaps your body in a way that um, pulls it away from whatever's causing the stress. Uh, an article from the Mayo Clinic also recommends physical activity, relaxation techniques, meditation, 
yoga, tai chi, and getting plenty of sleep, eating a balanced diet, and avoiding tobacco use and excess caffeine and alcohol intake. All of those things exacerbate both the stress itself and the effects of it on our body. I mentioned earlier a Harvard Business Review article. The writer of that article noted, while the rigors of high-performance culture may require consistent focus, always on is a dangerous and unproductive mindset because it fails to take recovery time into account. The point there is that we always need some downtime, especially following stressful periods, time to disconnect from work, disconnect from those demands that have stressed us, time to process what's going on in our life and in our head. And so we need to make time for that. Even during those stressful times when we feel like maybe we can't afford the time, that's when we most need it. An article from familydoctor.org has another list of suggestions to cope better with life's challenges and manage stress, such as not worrying about the little things we can't control, like the weather. Uh, It also suggests finding a small thing you can do right now, a way to gain a a feeling of control in some small way, because sometimes the stress is coming from a sense of helplessness, of there's nothing I can do to get out of this situation. So maybe find something you can do instead of focusing on what you can't do. And when stress comes from anticipating a challenging task, say you're, you're giving a speech or an important presentation for work, something that is stressful for a lot of us, the experts suggest prepare ahead of time and then be okay with the outcome. In addition to all these things, consider these tips. Um, If your stress is coming from difficult relationships, whether at work or at home, find effective ways to deal with conflict. Relationships at work, at home, and in your personal life can be a source of stress, but addressing and resolving the conflicts, either before they happen or in a reasonable amount of time, can save you time, energy, and stress in the future. Number two, we've already touched on this, develop mindfulness habits. Mindfulness can be a powerful practice to train the brain and promote resilience and productivity. Tools like Calm can help you become more mindful in your everyday life. Um, Being present and aware of what's happening and how it's affecting you will help you feel less lost and less powerless. And finally, take control of your thinking. I've mentioned in the past on this podcast that I have gained a lot of help and encouragement in these areas from something that life coach Brooke Castillo on her The Life Coach School podcast teaches. Um, She calls it the model. And I paraphrase it this way. Basically, I encourage you to check out her, her podcast and her website to learn more about it. But basically, the model teaches that, first of all, our results in life come from our actions. Our actions are driven by our feelings, and our feelings are triggered by our thoughts. If we can become consciously aware of what we're feeling at any moment, whether it's stress, anxiety, whatever, then we can ask ourselves, what thoughts am I having that are triggering this feeling? As she teaches, stress might not actually be caused by the situation. Rather, in most situations, our stress in a situation comes from what we think about the situation. 
And we may not be able to change the circumstances or the people in our lives, but we can change what we think about our circumstances or about those people. And if we take control of our thinking and change our thoughts purposely and consciously to something more positive and healthy, those new thoughts will help change our feelings. So those are just some thoughts. Now, sometimes we need help. Sometimes we can't do this on our own and we shouldn't have to. Talking to a friend might be enough to help you vent and process your stress, but consider seeing a doctor or a trained counselor when your stress is affecting your health and the way you feel. A trained professional can help you treat the physical symptoms and help you find healthy ways to address and cope with that stress. The important thing I think for all of us to remember is you don't have to deal with these things alone. Sometimes we need to be strong enough to ask for help when it just gets to be too much. I guess my final thoughts on this, as you know, we're all living in stressful times, aren't we? Uh, I would say that neither stress nor its effects reflect a character flaw in the person who's experiencing them. A certain amount of stress might be inevitable at various stages of our life, but it doesn't have to damage our health, our well-being, our relationships, or our productivity if we take intentional steps to address it. Uh, So that's what I think, but I'd love to know what you think about this topic. Have you been feeling the effects of stress in your life? Uh, When I mentioned at the beginning about the study, uh, noting that women's um, stress levels are at all-time highs, did that resonate with you? If so, what steps do you take to cope with the things that are resulting in stress in your life? I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts on this. We can maybe help each other come up with new coping strategies. You can share that um, by commenting in the show notes or at the bottom of the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 414. If you just scroll down to the bottom, there's a place where you can leave a comment or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Uh, Certainly, if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that's a great place to share our thoughts on this. Reach out for support and encouragement and ideas. If you're not a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, this is a private group for women only. Sorry, guys. I know men experience stress as well, but we're talking about about women today, and specifically this group is for the women who listen to this podcast, and you are welcome and invited to join us there. It's a great place to have conversations. You can find it by searching for the Productive Woman Community in Facebook, and you'll see the group there, and you can asked to be allowed to join. You have to be a member to see who's in the group and what we're talking about there, but you can find it by searching. Be sure you answer the questions. I I think there's three or four questions. Um, And, uh, you know, if you, especially if your uh, Facebook profile is hidden so that I can't see and verify that you are a woman who's listening to the show, uh, be sure to answer the questions and maybe shoot me an email if you don't get a response right away because unfortunately there are, you know, there are trolls in in the Facebook world who uh, 
try to kind of bypass the the rules for groups and come in and cause trouble. And uh, haven't been very many of those, but there have been some. And so I do need to verify. I want to protect it as a, a place where we can safely discuss the things that affect us and our productivity as women. Of course, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can do that by emailing your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I'd love to hear from you. And again, before we go, remember that for listeners of the Productive Woman podcast, Calm is offering that exclusive offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. And I highly recommend it, especially if you're feeling the effects of stress in your life. It can really help. Um, They have a lot of resources in there that I find very, very helpful. And you can learn more by going to calm.com slash tpw. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash tpw for 40% off unlimited access to their entire Calm library. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.